0: Welcome to Somewhere in the Middle with Michelle Berard. I'm your host, Michelle Berard, founder and CEO of Michelle A. Berard, LLC and Urban Book Editor. And I am very happy to share this hour with you where we examine all those places where spirit meets life and the joys and challenges that may bring. Now, you guys know I like to start by thanking Ms. Beverly Black and Tribe Family Channel for helping me create this space for us. Tribe Family Channel is home to an assortment of thought-provoking shows that explore life, spirit, business, and culture, including The Woman at the Well, hosted by Ms. Beverly Black herself. Somewhere in the Middle was born on Tribe Family Channel, and though we've grown onto our own platform, we are ever grateful and loyal to our roots. To paraphrase an African proverb, we are here only because we stand on the shoulders of those who came before us. I also want to say thank you to my guest on the February 15th show, retired Maryland State Senator Barbara Robinson. You can connect with Senator Robinson at her website, www.senatorbarbararobinson.com. Senator Robinson shared her experience serving Maryland's 40th Legislative District and her civil rights efforts. If you missed that show, make sure you listen to the replay. You can find our complete show archives, including the February 15th show, at the, Somewhere in the Middle Podcast.com. I also want to shout out Bruce George of the Geniuses Common Movement, which encourages all of us to embrace our inner genius and share it with the world. This is a really important message, and we really should share it with the youth. It is not just for the youth, though. Sometimes we all need to be reminded that the world needs our genius. Learn more about the Geniuses Common Movement at www.geniusiscommon.com. Now guys, I have to tell you, as soon as I met tonight's guest, I knew I had to invite him to appear on Somewhere in the Middle. He is just that fabulous. Willie Tate, CPC, CPT, has been studying personal development in mind, body, and health for over 25 years. Willie has a passion for helping people live a healthy lifestyle in all areas by making better choices. Willie's personal journey has led him to discover powerful personal development techniques that anyone can implement into their lives. He believes that these simple steps can create big changes and will assist you in developing a more fulfilling and purposeful life. Willie is passionate about living, but he is more passionate about helping others live their best lives physically, emotionally, and financially. So I would like to welcome Mr. Willie Tate to Somewhere in the Middle with Michelle Broad.
1: Hi, Willie. Thanks for being on the show. Hi, Michelle. Thank you for having me.
0: Well, I'm really excited to have you on the show. We met a few weeks ago at a conference in D.C., and I was just absolutely fascinated with what you do. And so I'd like to get into that. And the way that I get into that is by asking two questions, and um, then we'll go from there. you ready for my questions?
1: I am. Yes.
0: All right. So Willie Tate, who are you and how did you become who you are today?
1: Very good question. I am Wow, that caught me off guard, really. But <laughs> anyway. Hey, it I... <laughs> right? It's it did. Uh, professionally, I am a fitness professional and a life coach. But deeper than that, who I am is an individual who loves to serve. Well, let's just say serve and love people. That's what I do. And that's who I am.
0: And how do you serve? What do you mean by love and serve people?
1: I serve people through my knowledge and expertise of, of fitness as a personal trainer and um, the same thing as a life coach, challenging people and encouraging people in their personal and professional lives. Um, that's uh, yeah. okay. What, what was the rest of the question?
0: Well, how do you serve and, and love people? What does that mean to you?
1: Oh, oh right, right. So, I serve them by helping them identify who they truly are and get rid of some old programming, if you will, past programming, because past programming is keeping most people, uh, I'll say holding most people hostage and, and keeping them from achieving their goals or their dreams. So what I do is help them discover and resolve those issues
0: so okay. and,
1: and, and that's how i serve and love on them because that's that's basically why we're here we're supposed to love one another that's one of the tasks and um that's what i do
0: so let me ask you then what kinds of past programming are you talking about i mean is this specifically things that refer to like fitness, for example? Like, I know I've had my challenges in those areas. Most of us have. What kinds of things do you find that people are dealing with this past programming that may be keeping them from their fitness goals, for example?
1: Okay. and in, in, in fitness, the goals are a lot of people were, were, were taught as they were growing up to finish everything on their plate. You know, there's – Kids starving in China, this type of thing, so people were in a sense taught at a very young age to overeat to to consume too many calories um, so that 's something that I hope people get past um, issues um, certain things that um, that that come up in in life like that. They may have went through something, a uh, traumatic event, which then they start mindless eating. So I helped them identify that type of thing.
0: What would you call mindless eating? I'm curious about that.
1: Okay, very good. Um, I, I'll give you an example. I, I had a client once who... Whenever he watched Star Trek, he had to eat something. I mean, it, 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 and he, he had the series. He bought the series. And the whole time he was watching this, he ate food, whether it was popcorn, chips, hot dogs, hamburgers. He ate food. Um That is mindless eating. Mindless eating is when an individual gets up, goes to the pantry or the refrigerator, and just grabs something. And the next thing they know, they ate a a family bag of potato chips. Mm -hmm. That's mindless eating. They're not even aware of what they're doing. It's just a subconscious thing, a habit that they've gotten into.
0: Now, you mentioned watching Star Trek. I was starting to wonder if you'd been uh, working with my Uh (laughs) (laughs) ex-husband. No,
1: I don't think so. (laughs) But, but yes, that's a form of mindless eating. Most of us, I think most people make about 2,000 eating choices in a day.
0: 2,000
1: eating decisions in a day. That's right.
0: What, what, are you serious? I mean, I can't even imagine 2,000 times I think about food. What do you mean by 2,000 eating
1: decisions? uh, That's you. (laughs) But some people, they wake up in the morning and the first thing they're thinking, oh, I'm hungry. What am I going to have? Oh, yeah, I want the donuts, coffee. I'm going to stop at Starbucks. I'm going to get this, get that. They're at work. They pass somebody's desk and there's a bowl of M&Ms, you know. it just goes on and on.
0: Wow. Well, I, I think it is harder when you're in an office, you know, I'm remote now. So, you know, I, I don't have to contend with all those day to day choices where people are asking you to go to Starbucks with them or whatever during the day. So is it mostly people who are like out working in offices and stuff like that, that are having these 2000 plus decisions to make every day?
1: yeah that that because that creates um another problem for them yes B- because people are bringing in this food uh, or they're eating around them they're smelling it they're ordering out right or ordering mm-hmm. in however you want to look at it so yeah there there's different choices different things that they obstacles that they have to um deal with and that's what I help those people with. I mean, I've had clients when that that have told me, and they'll say, you know, they're doing a potluck tomorrow, and I know they're bringing in all this food. Willie is going to be like, I'll say, call me. <laughs> and, you know, <laughs> they will call me, and you know what I tell them? Hmm. i say, what's there? And they'll tell me, and I'll say, okay, have this. Don't have that and it's 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 just a reminder it's just something to help them be accountable oh. because until they get to a certain point, they will still go revert back now m- most people that I work with they found a way to let's say deal with that and get around that. For me, I used to be like that, but now if I decide I need to lose 10 pounds and I'm going to a birthday party or wedding or whatever, I cannot eat. I can, I'm so disciplined that I would not eat the bad food, and that's where I hope my clients get to because basically I help them identify something that pulls them toward their goal a why something bigger than their want if you will you so know give,
0: give me an example of what would be you know i i i'm i'm going to a a party or whatever and i i i know there's going to be great food there cuz uh, i'm from new orleans my people make good food so <laughs> so how how do you find something bigger than that desire for, you know, my auntie's gumbo, whatever it is. <laughs>
1: okay. Okay. Now, in that case, <laughs> if, if it's something like that, so now I we, we talk about proper servings, right? Can you go there and... Let's say a proper serving of that gumbo is one cup or two cups. Let's it, right? Whatever, mm-hmm. right? Let's say it's two cups. Mm-hmm. Can you have two cups of that gumbo and not eat anymore? If you can't, then it may be best that you don't have it at all. And that's what we work through. Now, to, to, to fully answer your question, mm-hmm. what I mean is, right, if fitting into that particular black dress for your high school or college reunion is more important to you that moment more important to you than that momentary pleasure that 's what we 're looking for we're looking for that that one thing that will help you turn that down
0: so let me ask you then about that so is it really mainly a function of what we eat, that's the issue for most people that, you know, as far as not being able to reach your fitness goals.
1: Okay. Nutrition is about 70, 80% oh, wow. of reaching your goal. If the nutrition is not right, if you're not getting the proper macro uh, percentage of macros, it's going to affect whether you lose weight or not. Yes. Very important. What do so you mean by that, macros? I'm sorry. Okay, um, macros are the three major, um, three three major. Sorry, I'm sorry. We're talking protein, carbs, and fat. Okay. Th- th- those 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 macros. Okay. So and there's a ratio of what what it should be. Um, to help you promote weight loss, and for each person, it's a little bit different, and that's something I kind of um, mess with too. Um, heat, like a keto diet, right? A keto diet is higher in fat than it is in proteins and carbs. So there, yeah. there's different things, or you could have a high protein uh, type diet. So the different things promote different things. You you might want to build more. Uh, you might already be fit and just want to build more muscle. So the 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 uh, ratio of, of macros would be adjusted a little bit different.
0: Okay. So if okay. you were if if you were, well I mean you and I've met so you, you see me we've you know. We've talked. Mm-hmm. If I wanted to if I said to you I want to lose uh, twenty pounds by the new year. Uh, what, what kind of macro combination I don't, because I don't understand what this means exactly. You know, would I be saying I'm going to go on a high protein diet and low carbs or what? Is that what you're talking about? What kind of.
1: Okay. Well, let's back it up just a little bit mm-hmm. i wouldn't automatically start messing with your macros right oh okay uh, the, the first thing i would i would do michelle is i would i would task you with doing a food journal for okay. a few days mm-hmm. i don't believe in, in in doing it forever but just a few days just to get an idea of how you're eating and i would look at what your, your your ratio is, what your percentage of macros is, right?
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And we would go from there, and then I would kind of suggest something.
0: And then that put together with like a workout routine, or, I mean, what do you find is the best possible combination for most people trying to achieve what I would consider to be a relatively small goal, like, you know, 20 pounds or something like that?
1: Okay. Always, always exercise. Because, When you lose weight, when we lose weight, let's put it that way, um, your body do a couple of things. One, it loses muscle as well as fat. So anytime you lose weight, you're going to lose a combination of both. So to slow down the muscle loss, you want to exercise. And it's important to exercise anyway, and especially if you're female. It's important to use weights. A um, uh, resistance training w- when you 're working out because a typical woman uh, female and I, and i lose the fee- i use the female because they lose more muscle over time than men do of course right mm-hmm. so a typical female let's take her at 18 by the time she's 50 if she if she's not working out doing anything her body fat percentage will be 46% 46% of her body composition will be fat mm-hmm. because of the muscle loss so in order to to slow that down i highly recommend working out so so with weight loss Get the eating right, work out. That that helps, keeps you from losing um, muscle and maintain bone density. You won't So it goes hand in hand.
0: Now, I didn't realize that when you lose weight, you lose muscle as well. That's not something that I think uh, is really talked about. So, What's the physiological aspect of that? Is it just like a one-to-one ratio fat to muscle or how does that work?
1: Um, it's, it's a little different for, for everybody. Okay. Um, and, and I know you've probably uh, known some women who will gain more muscle, gain muscle really quick. Mm-hmm. Uh, some women carry a little bit more testosterone mm-hmm. than others and, and the fact that you never heard that is not really out there. And that's why um, you can go online and you can Google almost anything these days, right? Mm-hmm. You can Google working out, losing weight. But the, th- the problem is you have no idea who wrote that article, right? So my thing is, and that's why I, hi- I hire coaches for me in areas that i don't fully understand so the best thing would be to hire a coach next thing would be to buy a book if that's what your your um if 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 that's what your financial means are you can't afford uh personal trainer or something like that, or hire a personal trainer just to get you set up on a baseline program would be most beneficial. You know, uh, if if your girlfriend or or your, 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 your male friend who works out all the time, want to take you to the gym. Well, the number one thing that I've seen is that what works for one person may not work for the other one. We're Mm -hmm. all, we're all different. Everybody is different. Everybody, most bodies require something different to help them achieve their goal. Does that make sense?
0: Yeah, yeah, definitely. And even not just in terms of the physical goals. I know for me, you know, it's about kind of the mental, emotional, spiritual kind of balance, right?
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And so like my daughter huge proponent of going to the gym, you know, she will go to the gym and be on the treadmill and doing the weights and all that. That doesn't do it for me I, in any way, shape or form, but I will do hot yoga every single day of the week. If I can.
1: <laughs> right.
0: You know, so it's just, everybody has, you know, your mileage may vary as they say, right?
1: Absolutely. And, and yoga is a very far, it, yoga has lasted forever <laughs> every time I think it's about to go away they reinvent it <laughs> now, it's hot yoga it's canoe yoga I, they're gonna be having moon yoga so
0: hey man I know somebody <laughs> in Atlanta uh uh-huh. I went to a yoga studio where they actually do they, it's Mo, moby moby yoga basically they go you go and get on a surf they do surfboard yoga
1: Oh yes. Okay. Okay. Hey, whatever works. And that's that's a that's a good program. It's a good fitness program.
0: I just think I thought it was fascinating. I never tried it, but I used to go to the studio and then next thing you know, they're throwing surfboards into the <laughs> into the, and they're driving out to the Georgia coast. I'm like, okay, I didn't know you could do that. <laughs>
1: I have a feeling you're going to try it one of these days.
0: I don't know. I'm not a huge water sports person, but we'll see. We'll see. You know, now that I've moved out to Cali, I'm trying all kinds of new and exciting things. So,
1: (laughs) Okay. Okay. All Uh, right.
0: No, that's that's interesting, though, because some of the things you say about fitness, you know, are things that, well, frankly, I just had not heard, like about the muscle loss. I hadn't really thought about that. Now, Mm -hmm. how does the – fitness, how does the working out actually tie into the bone density? Because obviously getting a little older there, starting to wonder about those things. How, how okay. does that work together?
1: Okay. And, and that's why resistance training is highly recommended um, for women. And especially if they if – they, um, another thing I want to mention here is carbonated drinks – Uh, carbonated drinks help to pull uh, calcium from the bones too. So if if you're doing a lot of that, you definitely want to be working out with weight. Okay. So anyway, when you're using resistance training, the muscle is pulling and tearing, right? Mm -hmm. That's on the bone and everything. So as it's doing the work, the bone actually gets stronger. It actually, by doing that, it actually deposits more calcium in the bone, and that increases the density. And, you know, as we get older, you know, older people are worried about falling because their bone density is not what it used to be. The bones are more brittle. So Mm -hmm. if they fall, they break a hip, which is not good. So in order to to, um, change that, we work out – and we make sure we get plenty of vitamin D and stuff like that, and um, that will help with bone loss.
0: Okay, mm-hmm. vitamin
1: D. The sun is the best one, but yeah, if you'll notice, most people in America now they're looking at the fact that um, that there's a big vitamin D deficiency in most people, and and that's true because we're not outside as much as we used to be. And and when we are outside, we're covered, so it's wow. hard for the sun to. And we're not out there long enough to um, to uh, get the get the sun rays for that to be converted into vitamin D. And if you're out there and you're using sunscreen, it it's, it slows it down. Yep. Interesting.
0: Well, and that's what I was going to ask you. So I mean, we've been told all the time the sun is your enemy. You know, which doesn't seem right because I can't imagine that God would create anything and make it your enemy, especially if it's the main thing that lights up your planet um, but we've been taught for so many, i mean generations now we've you know for two three generations now we've been taught the sun is your enemy you've got to cover up, you can't be out in the sun too long, and all this other stuff, but now there could be. Based on what I'm hearing, almost like a backlash as a result, you know, an unintended consequence of that.
1: Right. Right. So so we give up the sun and we lose something. So and I'm I'm just going to put this out there. Uh, There was um, a study done. And they looked at the fact that Europeans use less sunscreen, right? Mm-hmm. And they're always out there. And in some places, you know, the women don't even wear tops, right? right? Mm-hmm. There's less skin cancer in those countries and areas in America. Wow! From the from the study from the, um, the the study I read. Okay, so how do you explain this? And I'm not going to say, uh, jump on board and say that's true and stop using um, sunscreen and all of that. I'm not saying that. I'm just saying there's one thing, and that's not conclusive enough to, to stop using sunscreen. Right. But I must say that the marketing for sunscreen may have something to do with that, too.
0: Well, and then I would ask if it's not lifestyle related as well, because we also have higher levels of stress, according to research compared to European counterparts, because here it's like a work, 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 work mentality. You know, you're stuck in traffic for two hours in some major cities. Um, Whereas, you know, we don't take what we get eight paid holidays, I think, throughout the year. (laughs) Europeans are encouraged to take a month off, things like that. So, I mean, I wonder how much of that is also lifestyle related because our lifestyle is not as laid back. I mean, the Europeans work very hard, but they work differently than we do.
1: Absolutely differently. Um, Okay. let's, Let's put it this way. Stress affects us all the way down to our cellular level, cellular level, okay, and it has to produce itself, I mean it can't just stay there, it's cells with stressing out, so it's going to produce certain things from diseases and ailments and stuff like that so yeah that's a that's a whole nother show
0: <laughs> so we'll have to get you back here to talk about <laughs> stress and how we can deal with that and get rid of it and so that we can be healthier people overall, but there is some component probably to that, yes
1: oh. Big time, yes. You're, you're right on. You're spot on.
0: Well, I would, I would ask then also, and this is getting more back to fitness and, and weight loss, presumably. Mm-hmm. I mean, does stress factor in there as well? And if so, in what way?
1: The, the, the biggest stress factor for that is typically the, the people who yo-yo diet. They lose weight, they gain it back, they they go on a, um, a fad diet, and they lose weight. And, and most of the time, what I've seen, and I'm going to get back to the uh, muscle loss, right? Mm-hmm. Most of the people who do these fad diets, they lose muscle, and they lose fat and muscle, right? Mm-hmm. So when they stop the fad diet, and they go back to their regular eating, the body requires Fewer calories, right? Because right. you've lost muscle, and theoretically, each a uh, one pound of muscle burns about forty five to fifty calories, right? Mm-hmm. One pound. So, if if you lost ten pounds, that's five hundred calories less you need to eat a day, right? If you oh. lost five, ten pounds of muscle, mm-hmm. something like that, right? Mm-hmm. Okay. That's why if you see those people that or know some people who've done the fat diets, they gain the weight back plus more within a short period of time once they go back to their normal eating.
0: Okay. Because they're regaining, the, is that because they're regaining the muscle so then they have to eat more? I'm not sure I understand.
1: No. No, no, no. They've, once they go on the fat diet, no exercising and all of that good stuff, and they lose muscle, mm-hmm. the body requires fewer calories now. So you, once you come off of that program, you're supposed to eat less calories. Okay. Yeah, right. As they
0: go back to their normal intake, it's almost like they're doubling.
1: Exactly. Gotcha. The, the metabolism slowed down, all of that. So that causes stress on the body that causes stress on the individual because now it's like, you know, everybody saw me, I've lost this weight and now I gained this weight back. Now I gotta go and buy bigger clothes and this type of thing. And it and starts to get uh, uh, frustrating. And some people give up, they quit. And it's all because they didn't have the proper guidance in doing the program. They Beyonce did a particular diet, so they jump on it. Well, Beyonce was paid millions to lose this weight to star in this movie, right? And then she went back to her normal weight. No big deal, right? Okay. And and everybody else is trying to jump on that bandwagon. It it it, it's best to seek out um, professional help with that,
0: or to get a million dollar incentive to lose the weight.
1: (laughs) <laughs> right right and and oh I think, I think what it is is biggest loser right they offer a quarter of a million dollars mm-hmm. for the, to the biggest loser right 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 but let's 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 even break that down biggest loser michelle i take you i put you on a farm for 6 weeks um, right yeah i take care of your meals uh, whatever right. you eat, only what I give you.
0: Right.
1: Your job now every day is just to work out, right?
0: Yeah. And you yeah. got,
1: you got this big incentive of $250,000 right. to, to, to to incentivize you to lose the weight. Those people lose tremendous weight. Have you seen the study where the, uh, the vast majority of the Biggest Loser contestants have gained the weight back?
0: I've heard that. You know, I know I don't follow those kinds of shows typically, but I have heard that
1: from people. Right. And it's true because they lost. Remember what I said about losing the muscle. Now you need, need fewer calories.
0: Right. Right.
1: Well, Well, on top of that, the body is so complex. The way we were designed, it is beautiful. It really is. It's a beautiful design. It's there to protect us. So, Here's what happened. There's a set point mechanism Mm -hmm. that if this person was 400 pounds or 500 pounds, the body now thinks that anything less than that, the person is starving to death. So it shuts down system, like slows down the metabolism. And these people were told every day they needed to work out for three hours if they wanted to maintain their weight loss. And most people are not willing or not able to commit that kind of time.
0: Three hours a day? Yes, ma'am after they got off the show? Yes. After they go back to their regular jobs and lives and all that?
1: Yep. If they wanted to maintain that weight, that's what they had to do because of the, the the complexity of our bodies.
0: I can barely squeeze out an hour and a half sometimes for a yoga <laughs> class. What are you talking about 3 hours a day for the rest of my life? I would have to strangle somebody. Right.
1: <laughs> 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 So so, yeah, I mean, there so, there's so there's so much involved and in, 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 you know, I know I answered your question really long, but that's a big stressor. Yeah. Family is a big stressor when people are trying to do that, because sometimes a spouse or a significant other don't want to see that person lose weight, you know, they feel threatened or uh, 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 even friends, family. Oh, why do you want to lose weight? You look good. You know, I had one client was working with me for two weeks, and she came in and said, Willie, I can't, lose, I can't lift weights anymore. I'm like, why is that? Oh, my girlfriend said, I'm getting muscle. If if you know anything about building muscle, even uh-huh. for a man, muscle does not build that quickly. Right. Right. There's no way. But her friend is saying you're getting muscular. Wow. So all those things are stressors.
0: See, and here I am getting all excited because I'm starting to get a little bit of a little bit of I was messing with my son the other day. I said, look, look at my muscle. I'm getting a muscle. Look at this. <laughs> <laughs> and I said, that's it, it's hard. Look at my arm. Feel my arm. Feel my arm. <laughs> right and he's of course laughing at me hysterically my 16 year old was like yeah right. that's a muscle mom
1: well, whatever mom it looks good you look great thumbs right. up yeah <laughs> okay all right yeah you look fit i i recall you look fit
0: no no okay so Willie, i got a goal i got a goal
1: okay all right. <laughs> okay okay? No,
0: so no, because uh, what happened was I, I started um working where I, I was sitting at a desk and I had had a car accident back in 2009.: mm, Okay. and injured my back and had not been able to be in the gym. I used to go to the gym four to five days a week, I would drop off the kids at school, go straight to the gym, get my workout, and then I'd go and start working. Right. So that's how my day was before pre-accident post-accident. I couldn't go to the gym anymore. It was, it was, it was really, it was so, 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 so painful. Even after, you know, you go to the chiropractor and all this and they gave you medication and I had to get off the meds because I'm sitting here going, this stuff is not good for me. You know, you take a muscle relaxer, and they, you think it's for your back, but it's really slowing down all of your systems and right. causing other problems. So I'm like, I can't do this. I took myself off the meds they gave me, but I couldn't go to the gym because it was just too too painful. And, like, I would actually find myself at my desk sometimes with my head down on my desk in between training classes that I was doing because I could not sit up in the chair. That's how bad it was. Wow. So I – Started doing a little bit of hot yoga. That helped a little bit. But Atlanta's one of those cities, man, where, you know, you think, oh, nice southern city. But no, it all the good stuff is in the city. And I lived in the suburbs. And it would take you an hour to an hour and a half to get there or get home. And then you have another hour and a half of class. And if you have kids, oh. it's very challenging to do because you got to check homework and all that. So I stopped doing right. that. Well, right. it, Well, when I came out to Cali... I have hot yoga five minutes for me. Like I, if, if I am really running tight on my schedule, I can jump into some yoga clothes and get around the corner and squeeze into a class. That's how close it is. It's like, bam, right there. And Michelle,
1: so I, yeah. Did, did you pick your residence based on this yoga studio?
0: I did not, sir. <laughs> I did not. However. It was fortuitous. <laughs>
1: <Okay>. <laughs> Got you. Okay, that's go you ahead. Call,
0: that's what you call the universe working in your favor. Uh, right. <laughs> okay. But I'm no, but it delights me on so many levels because I really like doing the hot yoga. So I'm at the hot yoga for four or five days a week now, and so what you saw was me after several months of doing hot yoga three to four days a week, but I have a goal mm-hmm. uh, since, I, since coming out to Cali, I've lost 20 pounds.
1: Okay. Excellent.
0: And I think part of that is just cause I'm not just out of dusk all day and I'm not just sitting in traffic all day, like in Atlanta, but mm-hmm. my goal is to get down to my pre second baby, pre second baby weight. Mm-hmm. So that's uh, from 19 years ago.
1: And you can do that.
0: And I know I can. But here's where I've, I've, I've found myself at that plateau. Right. I found myself at that plateau, and I don't know what to shift now to get past it. And I think that a lot of people, women in particular probably, because, you know, guys, y'all seem to be able to do that faster than us. But I think a lot of women probably plateau. What do you you recommend when somebody plateaus like that? I mean, is there something they need to change? Is there something in their routine that needs to shift? What?
1: Yes. Yes, typically. Um, So you lost 20 pounds, right? Yeah. And I'm willing to bet there's some muscle in there, so uh, so, – you um, need fewer calories. So for one, one thing I would look at, right, Mm -hmm. is you would say eat 250 calories less per day. That would be one. You could try that, right? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Or you can exercise and burn 250 calories a day. Okay. (laughs) So... So now, so you're doing the yoga, right? Yep. All right. So if you like cardio, I would either say go for a 30-minute walk or a 30-minute run, you know, something like that. We would try that for a week or so, and then we would uh, tweak it some more. So there's a bunch of different things that are easy to implement. Yeah, because I said 250 calories, right? right. That's that's not much to take out of your diet.
0: What is that though? What is, I mean, if you if you're not a cal, I mean, if you're not a calorie counter, what does that look like?
1: Okay. Here's the thing, and that's why I look at the food plan. Right? That's mm-hmm. that's number one. I would look at the food plan because some foods are just not the best foods for you.
0: Mm-hmm. What okay. do
1: you mean by that? Um, some people think French fries, ketchup, and, or, or corn and bananas is Oh, They think bananas are the only fruit out there, and maybe an apple, (laughs) maybe an apple. (laughs) And some people think ketchup is a vegetable, Mm -hmm. you know, and and, and fries, right? Right. So high fat, bad fat, uh, stuff like that. And usually what I find when I look at someone's uh, meal plan or meal uh, uh, eating journal, is the fact that there's very few vegetables ah, okay. in, included. Most people will have more starches and carbs and anything. And you can kind of switch and get something that's nutrient dense, right? And mm-hmm. fewer calories. Right. And still feel full.
0: But you have to eat much more vegetables and fruit to feel, to...
1: Right, we should be doing that on the regular anyway. Right, right. Uh, okay, so if you, if you can imagine a plate, right,
0: mm-hmm. and you put
1: a line right down the middle of that plate, half of that plate should be veggies. The rest should be protein and maybe a, 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 a starch or something.
0: Right, okay. okay.
1: That's, that's how it should look, and right. most people do the opposite.
0: Right. Okay. Well, we're Americans. What are you trying to do?
1: i know i know right and then when you go overseas and they serve such small um such small use such small plates it's like really is this all
0: you're, you're like trying to make us communists in this country willie what are you doing
1: i know right it's, it's crazy.
0: my southern sensibilities are insulted i don't
1: know <laughs> <laughs> well, when I think of food, I grew up on a farm in the South, right, mm-hmm. with my grandparents. When I think of nutrition, I look at how we we would eat growing up, how we ate, right? Right. And that's usually where it was. It was vegetables at every meal, of course, except right. for breakfast. Mm-hmm. Um and there was a protein, and there was a little starch. We we were not going to Seven Eleven or the corner store right. to get ice cream and stuff like that. cake uh, typically we would see sweets on the weekend. During the right. week, it wasn't it wasn't there, and we didn't drink sodas. Mm-hmm. That 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 didn't exist. Um, So there's a lot of stuff we've put into our diet and a lot of processed foods. The processed foods are probably the worst.
0: Right, right, right. So you mean anything that's packaged, you know, folks should try and stay away from? Uh,
1: Yes. Go to the least processed foods available, the least processed. So even orange juice is processed, right?
0: Right, right.
1: And I'm going to just take one thing, for instance, right? You might put an eight-ounce glass of orange juice with your breakfast, right? Your Uh breakfast of a bagel or whatever. I don't know. Mm -hmm. But Mm -hmm. anyway, think about this, right? How many oranges would you have to squeeze to get eight ounces of juice?
0: Oh, goodness. I I haven't squeezed oranges myself in such a long time. I wouldn't even begin to know.
1: Right. Right. And my point is, we overconsume.
0: consume Right. Mm-hmm.
1: And I don't even order juice out anymore if I'm someplace getting breakfast because either they're going to bring an 8-ounce, 10- or 12-ounce glass of juice, and it's too much sugar to be consuming. So I, I drink orange juice. I drink juice at the apple, all of them, right. but not, not in that quantity.
0: So what about if... if- there's some folks who don't drink soda, mm-hmm. don't really keep sweets around the house that much. Maybe during the holiday time they do. Um, mm-hmm. They cook their meals mostly from scratch. Maybe just some canned or frozen vegetables from time to time, but other than mm-hmm. that, it's mostly fresh vegetables. And and they typically don't eat a lot of starches. Then what? What what do they need to do? If where where are the extra? two hundred and fifty or three hundred calories besides just not eating
1: or exercise. Is- exercise. Okay. Exercise. That that that's that's what it comes down to. Gotcha. And that's easy to do. It is so easy. I mean you could do twenty minutes of um cardio in the morning just to get the metabolism going. You can do um, some exercises with some weights for fifteen or twenty minutes, which Actually, you know, I want to add this, too. I'm going to give another tip here, right? Weights, people think cardio burns the most calories. Mm -hmm. It burns a bunch of calories while you're doing it, but once you stop, the calorie burn stops. When you're using free weights or weights, Mm -hmm. your body burns extra calories up to 48 hours. Really? Yes, you get the bigger bang with the weights.
0: What if you mm-hmm. hate weights? <laughs> what if you hate weights? What are some alternatives?
1: You can just use your body just like you do in yoga it, you don't, you don 't okay. need weights you don 't you can use bands or, or to give you that extra resistance, stuff like that so you don 't have to but i 'm going to share one more secret they okay. they found that people who use weights because it, it actually works the brain, you know, in balancing them and stuff like that, that it's a brain activity too. Just saying.
0: You know what? I read something <laughs> like that recently. They said something about people with, they were talking about, it was, they were talking about that term. They talk about muscle head, that term muscle head. Mm-hmm. And how there may be some truth to it because people who work out with weights have, have bigger brains or something like that it was what the article was getting to.
1: Right, right. I, I love that. Oh, uh, yeah, it, which is true. Is, that's what they found. So it helps with a lot of things.
0: All right. You heard it here, folks. If you want to have a bigger brain, <laughs> <laughs> go work out with those weights. I think I decided to let my brain shrink because I just don't care for weight. <laughs> you,
1: you, you know, yoga is a slightly resistant uh, workout because some of those moves, I know my body is screaming. Like, oh
0: yeah! So. And hot yoga. Let me tell you, it is. It hot yoga is the stuff, man. That's like it's actually addictive wow absolutely I, addictive. that's why you heard when i was at the conference i was like i think i gotta go get a hot yoga class <laughs> i was fiending i was like,
1: <laughs> right and, and, and you know i was tempted to go get one too but <laughs> thank you i didn't have to
0: <laughs> yeah no it was it was i i had to go find a studio and i didn't wow. I, I didn't get to the hot yoga studio but i did get to a yoga studio okay and when I want to tell you the class was fabulous. I'd never done that kind of yoga before, and, it's, and there's so many different types. It's fabulous to, to try all those different types of exercise and move your body in all those different ways.
1: Well, I'm, I am so, I so was so relieved when you uh, told me you had found a, a yoga place because you actually looked different and was full of energy that oh, day yeah. after the yeah. yoga. So, so that says a lot for oh, yeah, yoga. That's,
0: That's my stuff. I don't know about for everybody else, but that's my stuff. So speaking of which, I've got a class tonight, so. Okay. All right. But yeah, no, that's awesome. I am so glad that you were able to give us all these tips. If you had three things, just three specific things that you wanted everybody out there to know right now about fitness, what would those three things be, whether it be mental fitness, fitness emotional fitness or physical fitness what would those three things be
1: okay number one i would go with the emotional the 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 um mental side of it first because without that the rest of it don't matter so if you have a goal such as yourself of losing um second baby weight you want to get to your you you, want to get to that weight right
0: Pre-second, that,
1: pre, pre-second, baby. Let pre, me make sure we got that yeah, right. Yeah. Pre-second, <laughs> pre-second, baby, wait. Mm-hmm. If you really want to get there, you have to make that decision and decide, is it really important to you, right? Mm-hmm. Then you take action on that on that decision. That's, that's second. So first, determine what's important. Is it really important? Do you have a strong enough why? Then take the action to do it. The action may be, and you may have a program. You may know how to work out, um, and you may have someone that you can go with. So that's the next step, getting in touch with them. Third thing is I wouldn't tell everybody. I wouldn't share it with everybody, my goal. But you do need to share it with somebody, someone who will be supportive that's the key. Someone who will be supportive and kind of hold you accountable too. So those are, those are my three things. Awesome, awesome. Finding that why, taking action, and finding and, and getting support.
0: Awesome. Find your why. Take action. Get support. Do not go to that girlfriend or guy friend who is always naysaying.
1: Right. <laughs> okay and you will do fantastic
0: awesome 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 willie tate where can people connect with you
1: well funny you should ask me that willietate.com would probably be the easiest they can go there and they can Leave their information, ask a question, and I will certainly get back with them. Um, Michelle? Yes. For your audience, I'm going to offer something. That same site, they can go to it, and if they mention you, I will do a free discovery call with them, answer any questions, questions. Um, pertaining to their fitness and what they need to do specifically for them to take that next step.
0: That is so awesome. So Willie Tate is offering you guys a free consultation call, a free discovery call to find out what your needs are to meet your fitness goals. If you email him, go to his site, willytate.com, Put in, hey, I heard you on somewhere in the middle or just mention mm-hmm. Michelle Berard. or if you can't spell Berard, don't worry about it. Just say, hey, Michelle was talking to you. He'll get it. Right. <laughs> That's awesome. Thank you so much. You guys, make sure that you guys reach out to Willie Tate. Take advantage of this because health is wealth. I mean, it doesn't matter how much money you have. It doesn't matter what else you have in this world. If you do not have your health, you can't enjoy it. So we want to all be healthy, especially as we're moving toward, um, you know, moving into this new year, you know, moving forward in this new year. And I know I'm going to call him because I need help getting to my pre-second baby weight, all right?
1: Oh, this, can, I, can I share one other thing? Yes, sir. Okay. The, 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 the last thing I want to share, because you mentioned uh, 2019, next year, Most people who set the New Year's resolution to lose weight or something like that, they lose steam within three to four weeks of setting that goal. The majority of people quit. The people who maintain through that year are people who started prior to.
0: Oh.
1: Yeah, that's that's another tip. The people who start prior to New Year's, end up sticking with their goal much longer
0: interesting okay, okay guys so now you know the the secret the final secret
1: <laughs> yep
0: you okay gotta, you got to start before the new year so <laughs> awesome thank you so much willie for being on the show um i hope we can do this again soon because we have to do a special show just on
1: stress right just on stress, yes that's a whole show awesome <laughs> and awesome. it's been my pleasure thank you for inviting me thanks
0: well that's our show this week guys you can reach out to me online at urbanbookeditor.com or michelleberard.com you can also find me on facebook and instagram as urban book editor send me a note i'd love to hear from you feel free to send over some topics you'd like us to cover on the show Make sure you guys tune into the show on March 22nd, 2019, when my guest will be international motivational speaker and Christian life coach, Andrea T. Martin. You can find us every other Friday at 5 p.m. Pacific, 6 p.m. Mountain, 7 p.m. Central, and 8 p.m. Eastern at the the somewhereinthemiddlepodcast.com. Let's continue the conversation. You guys be good. Stay mindful and remain prayerful. Peace and blessings, y'all.